This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast, the top six countdown. I am your host, Rob Goodname, joined as ever on these things by Garth Jackson and Chris O'Brien. Garth, my tired old man friend, how are (laughs) you? Amazing. (laughs) I've got got two beers and some green tea. (laughs) Displaying both sides of how you feel at the moment. It's like two sides of my life. That's not. That's not. That doesn't sound like one person's thing. But it sounds like you went to a pub with someone who's teetotal. <laughs> it literally sounds like you're like, right. I want to get plastered, but I don't want a sore throat at the end of it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's I'm exactly not a fucking yeah. animal. Um, Chris again. He says with a note of anxiety. How are you? I've been thinking very complexly about the concept of death recently because I'm not sure I believe in it. <laughs> Every week. Every fucking week. You, you're not but, sure uh, that you understand. You're not sure that death exists. Well, like, we don't know what happens when we die. In which you've just admitted that death does actually exist. No, but, but, but I think we've attributed, attributed a name and therefore a meaning, but... Is that meaning correct? We've got to give it some sort of name, otherwise no one knows what you're on about. You can't just say, you know, when such and such, you know, you know when he, you know, you know, you know when he, you know, it's it gets very confusing. Um, by the way, once more, feeling was season six, episode seven of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's blatantly not what I was thinking. <laughs> but I searched once more, feeling, and that's what came up. I'll put an album. I'm sure it's a yeah, song or an album. The- Placebo, placebo. Placebo, of course it was, of course it was. Great band, underrated. Um. Anyway, the theme of today's top six is finishing moves because in wrestling there is nothing that gets a wrestling crowd going like a really good finishing move that just wipes out an opponent and is legitimate, that really you look at it and you think, Fucking hell, that's great. You can see why that ended a match. Something, for example, like the Black Mass, which is my favourite finisher in the WWE at the moment. The Black Mass is quick, it's clean, and it would legitimately knock you out. I mean, it legitimately broke Lars Sullivan's jaw, which, you know, again, it wasn't a great match, and it then oh, no, led to that whiff of Black Mass. But, um, however, today we're not talking about best finishing moves because we are gluttons for punishment so we are talking about the worst 
finishing moves. And let's be honest, there are fucking hundreds to choose from. Moves that you look at and go, that, of all things in the world, that finished him off. <laughs> uh, not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> very, very oh, different I, wrestling. I could, that could be a good metaphor for a bad finishing move. For ma- the... Um... You could have a great match, and it would be like the best far play you've ever had in your life. And then, like you're in and you're in and out in three seconds, and like she's there crying, you're crying, and like... <laughs> everyone's crying. Yeah, and quite frankly, Christmas is ruined for everyone. Sorry, Grandma, but <laughs> oh uh... my god, <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's something gone on in your life, Chris. Do you do you want to talk about it? Do you want to use this platform to talk about it? I mean, like, I have very complex feelings about death. Oh, God. Uh. Right. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not getting into this again. So, anyway, the way we're going to do it is we're not going to give it to you as a a normal top six. What we're going to do is we're going to do it as more of a round table. We've selected six moves, two moves each, which are just the absolute drizzling fucking shit. And we're going to talk about them, talk about how they're shit and how we hate them and how they just don't fit with the wrestler in most cases. Um, We'll then go through some honourable mentions as we go as well. But there's not a top six in a conventional way. But we are going to talk about them anyway. Garth, Mm. talk me through your worst finishing move, your first one in your list. The worst. Um... It's the. I don't know. Does it have a name? The elevated corner chest oh, stomp thing? Um, I'm low key caught it, but worry is wank. Yeah, it's wank. Whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> it's, it's wank. The, I mean, the, the, the whole setup is such a convoluted mess. And then, if. Like, <laughs> any move, any move where it's blatantly obvious that the other person is helping you deliver that move is a shit finishing move. There's a shit move altogether. But when Dan Rio used to do it, it was just absolute pits. Because the people have literally hold themselves up to take this foot kick. It's like, what are you doing, you moron? Just lie down. <laughs> just move. Like... <laughs> you know, it's like, have you two ever played Super Mario Sunshine? Um, a long time ago. I was just going to say, I bet you were it's five like when... of Garth has. <laughs> it's like when... Um... The painted, the painter Mario is running towards Peach, and you're like, just move. <laughs> exactly. Do you think? Like... Um, when Loki did it, like it was so convoluted, but at least he could do like convincing, like it's like a proper foot stomp. Like you could believe, but the way he did it, that would actually hurt. No, yeah, like being contrived, and it was so annoying. But when when Del Rio did it, he kind of just stepped down. Just shite, just. It is. It is literally one of the worst finishing moves I've ever witnessed. It's, it's worse than a punch as a finisher. Like just okay, stop, stop spoiling quite. <laughs> um, I do. I do agree with being um convoluted. It's incredibly, incredibly like literally. I can't think of a more convoluted. Well, actually, we've sat. I think we will see some. But yeah, like in ter- like this isn't a bad finishing in the term because I can believe. That in that situation, if it happened naturally, it probably would finish someone. Mm-hmm. Like if so, someone was, if if you put someone in the tree of war and you on the, and they were le- like legitimately trying to escape somehow, mm-hmm. and you no, managed 
to catch them, but not when they're just standing there waiting. Like I have seen this move be done naturally because it happened, I believe, in the Ibushi Osprey match at Wrestle Kingdom where Osprey was trying to get up to get um Ibushi down and Ibushi just stomped on him. I'm like mm. that was actually a fairly natural setup because instead of Osprey was sort of being held down by Ibushi, so he's gonna try and get him up and he wasn't holding himself up. But yeah, when DeWill did it, like people were just sort of like holding on to the ropes, waiting, because Del Rio was apparently scared of heights or something. <laughs> it's just one. It's just... <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's... I think it is the convoluted, because, like, you know, you stand on someone's chest and, you know, it's gonna fucking hurt. But it it is that whole... It's not even holding themselves, you know, holding themselves, stopping themselves falling. It's the fact that there is tension there because they are literally hauling themselves up into an unnatural position to take this move in a position you would never ever find yourself in it is it is baffling i hated it when del rio did it because del rio had such a wide range of submission moves that he could have used as that signature move and he just insisted on using that shitty stomp and it 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 lacks impact and i think Fans don't pop for it. I don't think I've ever seen fans pop for it. Even like you said, Chris, even when Loki used it, I don't think people pop for it. Not properly. So, well, I don't think he finished it. Th- who, Del Rio or Loki? Loki. I was I just going to say, Del Rio did. <laughs> um, no, maybe he didn't. But even so, you know, you see these high impact moves. You want people to be like popping like, yes, oh my God, that's amazing. And people never did because it was, it was just a little bit shit. Yeah. It was a little um, bit unbelievable. Well, I think it's worth quickly doing before we continue. It's like laying out what we think makes a good finisher. Because I think it comes down to two things. It needs to be able to happen naturally. Like, you, this needs to be a position someone would actually end up in. And it needs to have impact. Like, for like for example, I don't think any of us have BAA. BAA is good in one sense because it... Um, Happen, it's like a natural position getting into a five-man's carry, at least in terms of wrestling. But it's a bit shit because it just turns into a body slam. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something that can be done anyway. That, that's the main thing. Like, um, I don't think it needs to be done out of nowhere because it's for everything. Which I don't mean, like, I don't mean out of nowhere. I mean, like, say you are in a, I don't know, like out the outside the ring, for instance. Yeah, well, in that you case, should... maybe zero six one nine must be shit. You should be able to run it. See so, yeah. I do, and I don't like that move. Again, it's another one that's it's good, but it's convoluted again. Like stuff, something like the RKO or the spear or uh, the F five. These are all things where you can pretty much do it anywhere. Yeah, um, I think also a good submit. Actually, we'll go on to submission. It's Rob. Rob, sorry, just Rob. We've sort of taken this off you. Please continue. <laughs> No, no, not at all. I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's got to be something that is impactful, that doesn't look unnatural. And that's, I think that's something that's key in all of our selections. They're all unnatural that's... moves. Like, don't get me wrong, high-risk moves are a thing, but it needs to look like it hurts. Like, for example, the Playmaker. That looks like it hurts. It's... The dude more than it hurts. Yeah, I was in CI. Because it drives, you're driving your own knee into the mat. <laughs> Well, you see, Chris, this is why I had an issue with the big ending. You know, the big ending, on first look, looks like a really, really impressive move. And then the more you look at it, the more you realise that Big E is actually taking the majority of that move on his shoulders. 
Like it works as for Midnight Hour when he does it with Woods or Kofi because then it becomes basically an elevated DDT. But like, yeah, when it's just him doing it on his own, it's so like it looks good. Like if you don't think about it, it's awesome. Exactly. But the problem is, the problem is we're free cunts of a podcast. We think about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Garth, you've got, and I quote, the elevated foot stomp thingy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chris, your first one, dear. Right, so both mine sort of spawn because is that, is that Garth opening a beer? <laughs> yeah, but I start darkening and Garth's like I'm in for a long one. Do the sit back and relax <laughs> with his green so, tea. Um, me and Rob love Japanese wrestling. Um, we have two other podcasts dedicated to us. Go listen to the Starving Cast. It's my favourite thing I do. But um... just out of interest, who had Chris go smarky first, me or you, Garth? <laughs> Tenner. <laughs> uh, like you look at a lot of the biggest moves in Japan, they're either submissions or their strikes, like strikes being like lariats and forearms, and where you also see like. Um, in especially like a Suzuki match or a Shibata match, um, they're rolling for like knee bars and stuff like that, and I love that. I love that sort of L of legitimacy. I always kind of have before I could even before I could articulate it. Um, I think it's why I sort of became gravitated to um, Punk because to my ten year old mind, it's like oh he comes off as someone who can actually fight. Turns out he isn't. But, <laughs> uh, um, We're talking about a yeah, stellar MMA talk- record. Oh, still a MMA record of 0 and 2. Um, Garth has a better MMA record. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so like my first, so like my things are like bad examples of finishes I would normally love. Like, and I'm going to start with the claw, like the whole family of claws. What, like this, like the head claw thing. Yeah, no, because my biggest problem, I think a key to a good submission finish. Is that um, there can't be an overtly obvious way out of it? Like for example, um, it's, it's a weird thing because like you look at like the ankle lock of sleeper with overtly obvious ways out of it, but then like angle will great bind the leg, or um, in the sleeper hold someone will be taken to the ground or something like that. Whereas for claw, there's an incredibly obvious way to get out of it because your fucking hands are free. Your mouth is free. Your legs. And like um, I specify because Rob ordered me specify a specific claw. I picked the armpit claw because oh, for, <laughs> for one, for one, yeah, gross. Like I don't want to touch someone else's sweaty armpit sometimes, but also um, <laughs> just sometimes. Um, depends who's sweaty armpit. Not even if you really desperately want to win a match. But here's, here's the thing. If it's Finn Balor, if it's Finn Balor, I'll retouch Finn Balor. But, like, yeah. But, like, here's the thing. It's not a good thing, though, because, like, literally, you have full motion of your arms. So, like, punch him. Punch the fucker. You know? There's an incredibly obvious way out of it. And unless, like, the only, weirdly enough, the only claw holes I believe are, like, when um, Great Carly does, like, the headline because I can imagine with him be like just in a kayfabe sense in the world they have created he is so fucking big mm-hmm. that like I can imagine if he, he was 
pressing down on your skull, you wouldn't have like the full um, have a wherefore to do it because your your skull's being compressed. I can believe that. I want someone fucking destroy a watermelon. Who can destroy a watermelon? Like, but, I don't mind. I don't mind when somebody does like a shoulder claw when they're sat on the mat because I I do because like at that point it's just a rest hold. That's well, fair enough. I but obviously not as a finisher. But yeah, like anyone using stuff as a finisher now, it's it's got to be back in the day because like people try to tell me it's like how much more real wrestling was back in the day, despite the fact Ultimate Warrior existed. Um, hey. Right, you can't pretend he looks like a legitimate fighter. Um, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with him to be fair. But like, yeah, like I, I get told like how more logical it was and how close close it was to fake fighting, and I'm looking at clawholds. Like maybe in like Britain with like um, with um, the catch style, or like in Japan where like there was actual shoot incidents quite a lot of the time. But like. I'm sorry, I've never seen, like, outside of one example of Great Galley, I've never seen a claw hold as a finisher look good. Can you two think of any? You two have been, um, like, yeah, you've been around since the Gold Rush era. Can you think of any? Honestly, probably not. Yeah. And, like, a submission finish is such a, like, just look look at Moxley versus Brody Lee from... AEW, how um the other week, how hot was that finish? Yeah, and like, and that was all down to it being, um, like a submission knockout finish, and like, they're great, I love them, but like, it's this is a bastardization of what I love, so I hate it most. The only exception I can think of, really, and you know, it's 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 a device, it's a divisive one, um, the mandible claw. And again, I, I understand that obviously, you know, a lot of people just go, why don't you just fucking bite down? Um, which is a legitimate, you know, just bite him. Get your fingers out of my mouth. Ang! But you can, so I don't know, I see that one as a, a slight, a slightly more legitimate one than an armpit claw or, you know, an ear claw or whatever slightly, other ridiculous claw is, they've got. It is slightly more legitimate, but again, you still have full range of motion. And at the end of the day, with Foley, it was it wasn't like it became a comedy thing. It turned out it's not a comedy thing, but it definitely became part of a comedy act. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. You're right there, Chris. Yeah, I was I was holding my whammy bar and dropped it. Just the whammy bar. <laughs> yeah, because it's from my Jaguar. You can take it out. Oh, okay. No, I was thinking, why have you taken the whammy bar out? Are you not a whammy player? Um, no, but my Jaguar was just sitting next to me. My fidget spinner's on the other side of the room, room and I needed someone to fidget with. So, Fair play. Um, <laughs> going along the whole convoluted route, um, I've gone... My first one is the people's elbow. Um, now, uh, this is on for two reasons. Um, one, because even though the rock bottom isn't the most impactful finishing move, it's basically a, a slightly shit urinagi, it's still more impactful than this. It's seen as a far more legitimate finishing move than the people's elbow. The people's elbow started as a joke. It was done as a joke. The fact that this has finished off people in legitimate championship matches 
is an absolute joke. And the amount of... It's, it's up there with the five-knuckle shuffle. The fact that that person has to lie there for this ridiculous amount of time whilst, you know, the pageantry takes place, the bouncing off the ropes take place, and then it's what? It's an elbow drop. It's not even a Macho Man elevated or top rope elbow drop. It's a, just a dropped elbow drop, which we see thousands of times in a match, but you're telling me that that Irish whip off the rope, that bouncing off the ropes, has any difference whatsoever it's not just that all momentum is lost because he stops exactly does a dance and then just sort of drops the elbow and and that's it and that's it's not even like it was his secondary finisher it took over the rock bottom as his legitimate finish yeah didn't he beat punk with it yeah 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 but i'm just angry about that whole thing to be honest we're all angry over that thing chris not Gareth, he doesn't like Punk. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's she like there's not much you can say with this one because it's like just a bit shit. And like I don't know how it morphed from the rib it was because it was like it was like a rib in like a triple threat cage match, wasn't it? And he just did it to dick about. Yeah, and then like because that it didn't finish. Like, I can't even like with some of these I can come up with like kayfabe explanations like especially gas next one i have a very good um kayfabe explanation for why it works but yeah well what it's not even like he's dropping on his head he drops on the chest exactly like honestly if it was like dropping the head he could at least go oh it might might have knocked him out but no he dropped on the chest unless he's going up against someone with a fucking heart condition i don't see the problem Hmm. i'm king well yeah I mean, my big thing is, you know, if it's a bigger dude that's dropping that elbow, if Yokozuna is doing that move and dropping an elbow, then you have you have more of a case for it Andre de- did incapacitating you. Andre had the, had the elbow as the um, finish. Andre the Giant was 800 foot tall. Exactly, so it works there. Exactly. The Rock, the Rock is like... just a muscly dude, and he wasn't that muscly at the time. Oh, he's quite a lean little guy, wasn't he? Exactly. It just it was a, it's convoluted, it's stupid, and the fact that it has taken over from an actual finishing move is is just ridiculous. And that's why I've taken the elbow drop. I th- oh, sorry, the people's elbow. I think it's ridiculous that that was ever a finish. <laughs> anyway, on to round two. Um, Garth, your second pick. <sighs> the Kind of, I sort of suppose in the same vein as the people's elbow, uh, the fact that it's more pageantry than it is an actual move, and the, that is Rikishi's stink face. <laughs> <laughs> he hits them with because, his butt. Because like people get people get hit with those types of moves normally in a match all the fucking time, and yes, Rikishi has a big fat butt, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm taking that out of context. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna clip that out and use it as my ringtone. <laughs> no, I like big, but I cannot <laughs> lie. Um, but it it just because again, it's another one that started as a joke move, and then yeah, moved on, moved into the, like his finish, and it was just gross and just shit. It was I just I just never understood it, like. Because Rikishi had other moves. Um, <laughs> he had a fucking... He had a Sith out tombstone. 
That's it. He he should do that um, way with put his arms out and then yeah, yeah. the Samoan driver or whatever. So nah, it's just it was just shit. And like you say, like the same thing with Rock's move, it overtook his other move set because obviously it got an easy pop. But nah, I never like that move ever. I have two kayfabe explanations to why this might work. Come on then. I feel like God okay. wasn't gonna like these. Okay, <laughs> first of all, as you mentioned, it's quite big, quite broad, could block out the sun. Um, and actually, in the Simpsons episode, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1, that's what we used to block out the sun. But um, it could very much suffocate someone. Are you telling me, Garth, if something that big was pressing against your face for several seconds, you wouldn't pass out? Yeah, but people didn't pass out, did they? They just, like, sort of choked and gagged for a bit. Ah, but there comes my second explanation. So, Rikishi doesn't look like he has the best diet. <laughs> to, to put this the best way, he looks like a man whose shit is almost completely liquid. <laughs> Dude, what? Lovely. So here's my, here's my theory. He takes a massive dump before the match and doesn't wipe his ass. So it, the guy is essentially... He's essentially a walking bioweapon. <laughs> and the warhead is in his butt. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, in essence, it's a hip attack, and hip attacks can be used to great effect. Like, for example, Umaga did like that hip attack in the corner, and it looked devastating because he had quite a run on it. Problem is, Rikishi can't run. Exactly. And do, you just... when he, do you remember when he turned up in TNA? Yes. <laughs> Junior Fatu. But he, he, wa- he wasn't allowed to use the name Rikishi because the WWE owned it. Yeah. He had Bootylicious. Across his... How bad is that? Like, it just made me think of, like, fucking, fucking Christian. Can you handle this? <laughs> this At least Christian had a good run. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Um, he, the only person who beat Junior Fatu in TNA was Christian. And then he was <laughs> like, right, I'm not... I'm, no more jobs. No more jobs. Yeah, no right. More- um, apart from once um, Angle found it on the toilet which makes me think he was preparing for a match um, just as we were talking about so yeah there's kayfabe explanations to how that could work maybe anyway. I don't know do any of my explanations make you like does any of my explanations make you like the move any better no does it make you hate it a bit more Um, I just don't care for it much it's one of my least favourite moves of all time Hence the yeah. list. <laughs> Much as I appreciate, Chris, your the thought that's gone into these uh, kayfabe reasons that the uh, the, the uh, what's it called the stink face is uh, stink a face. legitimate move. Um, I think it's more the fact that Rikishi is a big dude, and Vince McMahon has the humor of a five year old. So Fat Man hits people with bum. I think that's probably more it. Good shit, quite literally. Good shit, indeed. Um, Chris, then, your second entry onto this list. It's going back to some of the masturbation of things I like. It's shit strikes. Now, a strike finish, um, I've always loved strike finishes. For example, 619 or the um, Twitch and Music before Dolph Ziggler and the Young Bucks decided to kill that gimmick. Um... And again, there's great examples of like Stan Hansen's Lariat, the Rainmaker, 
um, the Towers elbows. Like, there's, there's loads of great examples of great strikes. Black Mass, actually, as um, Rob mentioned before. But then you have, like, the... Okay, these forms of two categories. One, where the strike looks weak. <laughs> um, for example, oh, I had an example in my head and I have lost it. Is it not um, the pain maker? What do we call it? The Judas effect. The Judas effect. <laughs> yes, yes, Gar. Thank you very much. Because that has never looked good. Because Jericho doesn't get quite close enough for it to connect properly. And also, he already does one off the second row, but for some reason, that one hurts less. <laughs> that's that's another pet here to be fair like where people do a variation of that finishing move within the match yeah, and it's just no, a normal it's, move yes yeah, uh, like in some cases it works like for example with Finn Balor's coup de grace when he does it onto someone's back they're not in the position to be pinned so he can't um, go, go after it straight away or like when some people do if Pete finishes but I, I'm, f- I'm fine with that if the story told well but yeah like yeah it's literally not mentioned it's like oh a nice elbow from the top there it's a Jesus effect it's a Jesus effect from the top it should hurt more um, and and it's the worst like a lot of people get saddled with shit strike finishes and then it's the one that doesn't even make sense with the well like for example the world of WWE um, Big Show can knock someone out with one punch now that's not my problem here, like even though the punch doesn't look all that stiff, he's he's fairly sizable, is Big Joe. Um, so I can imagine if someone that big punched me in the face, I would be knocked out. Fine. But like me and Rob were actually talking about this before we went on air with um, Weekend Wrestling a few uh, a couple hours ago. Um, big Show, and by that logic, everything every time Big Joe even touches someone, they should shatter into pieces. Yeah. Like when they. When when Big Show chops someone, it should literally cave in their chest, and like it, it should have the same impact as a Walter chop, and it does not. Um, and it makes like it doesn't make sense within the universe they have created. Things don't need to make sense within our reality because this isn't our reality. But goes gravity. Um, it's it just doesn't make sense, and I hate it. And especially when, especially. If, for the first one, it makes a finish of a match feel so flat. I don't know. Agree. What Agree. Because I, I get it. Sometimes, like, you have to... Some people can do it. Like, like you say, the Big Show should be able to knock somebody out with a punch, but then he shouldn't be punching anybody within a match, ever. But he does. That's, what I, that's the thing. Like, it should be they should be smarter about it and protect it more. Um, I mean, legitimately, like, if Big Show give you one of those chops in your chest, it should cave you in. Like, you're done. Yeah. You should be confident. Um, like that. Yeah. And, but, honestly, if they did that, that'd be fine. Like, I don't mind wrestlers who have sharp matches when they have kayfabe reasons, but for some reason, you, they feel the need to make Big Show go 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you say, like, you, you can, <clears throat> you can, have the odd exception like the brain chop because it's a freak of nature doing it. Yeah, but uh, problem is that but then there's some guys who are like um Great Cali who doesn't even connect with the brain chop. <laughs> That's all I mean I um and you mentioned like Stan Hansen and stuff, but there this should be nobody else should be doing it and it should be not done in a match until the match is ready to be finished. No, exactly. 
And yeah. like for example, it's... a clothesline is an incredibly easy move to throw. Stan Hansen will throw a pure match, like a near a match near the end, and he'll tease it at the beginning. Um, again, Walter, um, his chops aren't seen as a finisher, but like especially more nowadays, he he saves one for later in the match, and if he hits one early match, that's a statement of intent. Um, again, Joe Coffey's finisher is a lariat. He doesn't hit a million lariats in a match. Um, actually, Blackpool's anything to go by. He doesn't hit much in a match, but um, yeah, there's, there's ways to do it, and people who don't do it well, it's just it's so jarring, and I will never enjoy. <laughs> So, just before I give my final um, entry into this list, Chris, going back to you briefly, have you got any honourable mentions? Um. Okay, so this is this becomes an honourable mention because me and Gareth made a truce when we were making this list, but I do not like the leg drop, and it's sort of the same way. I don't like um, diving moves by normal sized people on the ground. Um, like, the leg drop, the um, warrior splash, um, I don't know, Ziggly used to finish people with an elbow, things like that. I'm not I'm not big on that because you're not big enough for it to have the impact. It's the same reason why um, the people's elbow doesn't work with less theatrics, basically. And, yeah, just not massive. Not, like, not, not massive on that. And... Oh, Christ, I had another one, and it's gone. Oh, well, that, that's my other... That's my honorable mention. Oh, I know. Uh, the Wasteland. Fucking people shit on the AA, but Wasteland's okay. You're literally just throwing them onto the... It's shit. Get, do better. <laughs> Be better! <laughs> um, Garth, you're usually one for moaning. I had a couple, but I'm going to go... Should I go? Because I think we've mentioned two like this before. Um, I'm going to go with the worm. How did I not make the list? Um, the only reason I didn't go for it is because I knew Rob had the people's elbow, and it's quite a similar thing, isn't it? It's it's just a fucking elbow drop. Yeah, but the worm's worse. It's like a karate chop with someone who's never studied karate. But like I did karate when I was three, so I know more karate than Scotty too fucking hot. It's like the amount of times that. Um, that move lasted longer than a match that he did. <laughs> it was incredible at the time. Um, he actually hit it off. Because, like, I remember last time he was in WWE, like, at NXT arrival as an open challenge to uh, the Ascension and the Teaster, and it gets over because, like, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> also, like, it should never be used against anyone more than a jobber. No. Um... No, it was just wank. I mean, it got. It's hard to argue with it though because the crowd was so behind it and so into it. So you yeah, kind of understand why you would do that move, but this is an attitude. This is an attitude of a crowd, man. Yeah, like, they're, they're a bunch of fucking drunk frat boys who are going to go listen to. To me, it, wow. it, it's not a finisher. This is this should be a setup for a finisher. Yeah. Um, but I just fuck. I never. I hated that move. I always hated it. It's it's never the did. whole thing where he does the whole like his arms out to the side and then he does the little skip and stuff and that's uh, it's again it goes alongside the five knuckle shuffle and those types of, like the shake rattle and roll knee drop thing um 
who like, Roldo used to do was wank. Um, yeah, but the worm just took the piss because it took so fucking long. Um, if you, if yeah. you were playing a WWE game and that got hit on you, it was just like, oh, fuck's sake, I've got a stiffy for 30 seconds while this animation <laughs> plays out. <laughs> you know what? You know who does the worm really well is old Otis. Who? Otis. Otis. Yeah. Didn't even know he did it. The fucking yeah, cat he does it. Actually, if you ever watch um, there's this documentary on the network called Breaking Grounds, it's actually pretty good. It's like a camera memorial thing in the performance center from like 2015. And then like that's how Otis got hired. <laughs> yeah, like he literally he was at his tryout. It's like, can you do anything special? I can do the worm. Done. <laughs> yes, he got hired. Let's make him the next Scotty Too Hotty. Um, my... This is going to be slightly controversial, but I don't care. Um, I hate the 619. So what? I hate the 619. I've always hated the oh. 619. Even oh. when Mysterio was absolutely fucking tearing it up in WCW, I absolutely hate it. You didn't use it in WCW. Pardon? You only used it as like a faint-out dive in WCW. You never used it no, as like... No, we used, he used the target faint kick. He never used it as a finisher, but he used it as a as a move and yeah. i hated it then and i don't know we we talk about alberto del rio's foot stomp as contrived the, there is no move more contrived than the 619 yes it's nostalgic because it's Rey mysterio yes we're used to it because it's Rey mysterio but for god's sake how many different ways can a man fall into the ropes and lie there and literally <laughs> stay there stunned as this man runs off the ropes and hits hits you for, like there's so long that a person can just turn around and most times and i know this is for timing but it winds me up anyway most of the times i only noticed it in modern day people are looking round over their shoulder to see where he is if oh, you yeah. if you are looking around to see where he is fucking move yeah. and, and i think it is just it's that timing it's the contrived way that they've got to try and get you into that position the tiger faint kick itself is quite cool i don't mind that it's it's just the contrived way that you've got the Hurricane Rana into the ropes and then you have to lie there for a billion hours while you wait for Ray to run and then hit you in the face and then, you know, you've got the weird Hurricane Rana and, or whatever to finish you off afterwards. I just think it's incredibly contrived and I hate it. Well, all I can say to that is you're wrong and you're off when you're ruining my childhood, but... I agree. <laughs> about it <What>? being shit. <laughs> oh, not with it. Not with my phone. Um, Thanks, know, Carl. In terms, of, in terms of the setup, it's not that hard. But like, I do agree. Like, the, the waiting there for half a million years, it's not as bad as say the worm over at bottom. Um, but yeah, I think it gets past just because it looks cooler. But also, like, if we're gonna shit on worries, where we kind of have to shit on that. Yeah. But also, I'm trying to think of. Like half time, six one nine wasn't actually his finisher for the longest time. It was the um, West Coast. Apart from six one nine, just set up. Yeah. It's it still makes it still makes no difference. It should not ever be a finisher. It's even now. It it should not be a finisher. It's shit. And you know, it got over in progress that. though, because one of the referees can do a six one nine. So now his nickname is Lucha Pass. That's what? <laughs> Lucha Pass. <laughs> Because it's maybe Paz, future Paz. Uh, so it's when I went to see Progress in Newcastle, we did a six one nine, and you know what? It's one of the highlights of that night. 
Was it a really slow night? I don't know. How about Devlin versus Dragunov match which fucking rocked my world? Yet a referee <laughs> doing the 619 was the thing you took from it. I mean, no, but like, I have a feeling you two are sick of me talking about Devlin versus Dragunov. <laughs> I'm more sick of you being a smog, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I watch wrestling I enjoy. Oh, I watch indie wrestling. Um, Anyway... Let's uh, let's move on to the final um, entry on this list. It's mine uh, because that's the way I've managed to work it. Didn't mean to, but there we are. Um, totally. And it's a very, very specific move because ordinarily, I I don't mind a spear. Goldberg's spear in WCW was the most destructive move. It was made to look that way. Even Roman Reigns has a great spear. Bobby Lashley has a great spear. Um, the way he flips out of it looks really cool. Edge is one of my favourite wrestlers ever. I love Edge. He's in my top ten favourite wrestlers. I think everything he does is cool. His spear is dog shit. His spear <laughs> is... It's it's a big cuddle. Let's, let's not mince words. Basically, he molests someone to the ground is what happens. Um... <laughs> He builds it up, he's got the crazy eyes, you know, he's pulling at his hair, brilliant, and he sprints full tilt uh, wherever he's running at, and then he gently sort of flumps into them, and gently they go down together, and he sort of sort of holds them in his arms, and he lays them down on the ground, and sort of makes sure they're all right. It's like he's tucking a child into bed. It's just, there's no... The, the spear, the whole point of a spear is that it's impactful. It knocks the wind out of you. It completely knocks you for six. And Edge's spear just doesn't. And this is one of my favourite wrestlers, and I found it so hard, even at that time, buying it as a legitimate finish. I mean, I prefer the execution, for God's sake, despite the fact that it's a shit pun. I I prefer that, because at least it's, it's basically an impaler DDT. At least that knocks you out head driven into the mat. This, basically, all you're doing is, oh, Edge likes me, he's giving me a cuddle. That's it. It's <laughs> it, it's just not great. It's it's one of the worst iterations of the spear I've ever seen. I have some kayfabe to go around here. Oh, wonderful. Um, first of all, yes, as a, as a sort of blow finisher, Edge is, is the worst. Like, even Christians, who is about the same um, in terms of quality, but like, I can imagine Christian's sunburned body could at least burn through the opponent. So it's like being stabbed with a hot um, sword. Um, but with edges, you talk about it being a hug, um, putting you down to the floor. Sometimes, Rob, love can be paralyzing. And... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Some wrestlers, this is the most love they've ever received in their whole life. And they're like, I don't quite know how to respond to this. And one, two, three, out. Wow. <laughs> I I literally don't know what to say to that, Chris. I mean, if that's the case and I've misunderstood the story of Edge's spear, then I can only apologise. But in the context nice of, a, of a wrestling match, still dog shit. Still should be better. Um, and I would argue that I actually hate this more than I hate the people's elbow, and that goes... That takes a lot. 
I think the reason you don't like it more is because there's so many examples of Spear doing well. Like even like someone like Batista or Big Show, they do a Spear and they don't do a good Spear, but because they're so big, it's believable. Yeah. Because like Edge, he's what six three, six two, like he's around your height. And um, yeah, like I I know I feel like you could throw a bear Spear. Garth could definitely throw a bear Spear. He'd knock the shit out of Finn Balor. But... I definitely think we should try this next time we're in Blackpool. See who can throw the best spear. What, does... Just spear each other. Um, th- why each other? Like, who's spearing who? Is it like a round robin thing? Like, I spear you, you spear Garth, Garth spears me. Or, or, and I'm I'm just throwing this out there, we all spear Chris. <laughs> How do I spear Chris? <laughs> just bounce off the wall. Just um, we'll just throw a cushion at you, and that'll be like you take them off from edge. <laughs> and you know, I like I like how we just assumed it's going to be Blackpool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Next time we can't. It's like law or something, but we can't meet in any other city. No, if that happens, Garth turns to stone. <laughs> anyway, well, only if it's just two. Um, it was the two of us because like me and Garth have met outside of Blackpool. Yeah, wasn't invited. Whatever. You you were invited, but like, oh, I have a job to go to. Garth was I? <laughs> Garth was I invited? Um, you're always invited, Rob. I think so. Don't stick up. <laughs> Don't stick up for him. Do not stick up for him. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? The line. <laughs> what what I'm I do sure. like Rob, Rob right now is basically going. I have two more podcasts, and he's definitely not taking my side. So I need to get Garth on my side. <laughs> So now Garth channels his inner responsible parent and takes no one's side. What the fuck is this bullshit? Absolute fucking travesty. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our top six countdown. What are some of your worst finishing moves? There are plenty more out there, trust me. Um, Anyway, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or Spotify. We are absolutely everywhere. Check out the website, www.podmania.co.uk, where you can check out all of our match reviews, our archive podcasts and our features, reviews, previews, and retro reviews, all that kind of shit. You can check us out on Twitter at at Podmania. You can join the Facebook group at Podmania Podcasts. Uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at at Real Rob Goodwin. Grumpy Garth, where can they find you? Gothamania. Uh can you change your Twitter handle to at Grumpy Gaff? <laughs> at Grumpy Gaff. Um, and Chris, where can they find you? At Grumpy Gaff. Fair enough. Me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans.